When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. KC going for number three with Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes. We're Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, ESPNU, presented by Progressive Insurance. Historical coach best player questions for you guys, Mm. percentage-wise. When you look at the Bulls championships with Michael Jordan and Phil Jackson, Percentage of credit for winning. Michael gets what percentage? Phil gets what percentage? What are we saying? Michael gets 70%. 70, yeah. 70 yeah. 30? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, how would we look at Brady Belichick? Percentage? 60-40? In favor of Brady? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 65-35, something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to lean toward the person on the quarter on the field. Me okay. Too. Yeah. Um, how do we look at Mahomes and Reed? I would probably say somewhere around that 70, 30, maybe 75, 25. <laughs> I, mean, wow. I mean, that's the thing. Like, we've seen Andy Reid somewhere else, and it didn't necessarily work out the best. And he got to the championship rounds, but he didn't win a championship. Then he gets Patrick Mahomes, and he's won, what, two championships in the last four years? Mm-hmm. And they're working on three and five? So, yeah. I mean, I would I would give Patrick Mahomes at least 70% of the credit for what we've seen with the Chiefs dynasty. I think it's always dicey when we put a percentage on it. But, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, through the first six years, is on a GOAT trajectory. How could you How could you not say he's the one that's the, the driving force, the catalyst for what we're seeing from the Chiefs? Yeah, I don't want to take anything away from Andy Reid, but I feel like you could put Patrick Mahomes with a lot of coaches and the results would probably be the same. But I, again, don't want to diminish what Andy Reid has been able to do and how instrumental he's been in this run. Steve Spagnuolo, same thing. The defense, obviously, has been a huge part of why the Chiefs have been able to su- sustain their success. But I think you have to start at 70-30 when you're talking Mahomes and Andy Reid. He's so, just that special. And he improvises a lot, too. He makes those big plays happen sometimes. So by this, Reid gets less credit than the other two coaches, right, in those scenarios based on the hypothetical percentages we're putting out there. Yeah. One quick note on this, which I didn't expect this to, to, to go this way. Andy Reid was not as successful before Mahomes as he is with him, right, obviously. Brady, I'm sorry, Belichick was not as successful before and after Brady as he was with him. Michael Jordan was not as successful before Phil Jackson as he was with him. And yet we're giving Michael the greatest percentage, which I agree with. But it is interesting. Michael's success was not in the finals and not even in the conference finals often. And then Phil shows up and then they win titles all the time. Yeah, but then I actually saw Phil Jackson in those couple of years with Scottie <laughs> Pippen as a star player. And that didn't look great. So I'm just just saying, when Jordan came back, the three-peat was I mean, back popping. They did yeah. get to the conference finals, to be fair. But yes, I understand what you're it's, saying. It's hard to give it, – it's hard to take away any percentage from the athlete who's actually out there doing the work. But is it fair to say that it's 50-50, that both of these things can be true, that it's symbiotic, that one could not have the same amount of success without the other? And again, I don't want to take away a percentage from Patrick Mahomes or Michael Jordan or Tom Brady, but it seems like they they might not have had the same amount of success had they not had that specific coach. Well, it might not have been the same amount of success, but it doesn't mean they don't have success at the highest level. Mm-hmm. So uh, although I will acknowledge that it's symbiotic, 
there's levels to this. Like, I, I, I have a hard time believing that Michael Jordan would not have ever won a championship throughout the entirety of his playing career. Same thing with, Le, you, know, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Same thing with LeBron Jordan, any all-time great. Now, I guess this is a hypothetical conversation we'll never be able to prove, but their individual greatness is, is, is so far and away um, – better than anything that we've seen during that era that I just, I don't know that they would not have been able to break through and actually get a title, which is why I weighed it the way that I weighed in terms of percentage of credit. I don't think it's 50, 50 because again, the coach ain't in harm's way. The athlete is. Mm -hmm. And so I think there with, with the inherent level of risk comes a greater level of credit. So the only way that Andy Reid gets his credit increased is if he retires and Mahomes doesn't win, right? Because you said, how do we know it wouldn't be different? We've we've seen Michael Jordan play for different coaches. We've seen Phil Jackson play coach different players. Same thing with Brady and Belichick, respectively, right? We've never we've seen Andy Reid coach different players. We've never seen Mahomes play for a different coach. So if Matt Nagy takes over or Eric Bieniemy comes back and takes over theoretically, and they're not as successful, it's almost like that's when Andy Reid retroactively will get a little bit of an increase in the credit, right? If Mahomes is not as successful with someone else, yeah, but what if he is? Then he'll, <laughs> then he'll like, 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 like that's the thing. Like if he is, then, then we'll we... say he's, he's along for the ride, and he's really just the guy in Philadelphia that upgraded from McNabb to Mahomes, which yeah, is but, not fair. Yeah, but, that's but what he, we would but, say. He, but he was instrumental in putting together the plan to develop Mahomes in the NFL. I think that's so huge. I think, so I think that's the part. Like we were committed to sitting Patrick Mahomes the entirety of his rookie year, knowing how good he was because we didn't want to do anything to affect his confidence. And we wanted to make sure when we put him out there on a football field, he could not only produce, but he could protect himself because more quarterbacks are ruined than made in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And so for them to show that level of restraint, that level of discipline, you have to give a tremendous amount of credit to the coach. So all of this leads to the next question, which is, is Andy Reid underrated? Probably. Yeah, I think he's underrated. He's underrated because we're going to look at him as the second best coach during his time in the NFL. And and, and I guess it's... it's Wait, a stop right there for a second. So let's just put that in perspective. That means, and I agree with you, above Tomlin, which is a massive compliment, above Pete Carroll, above John Harbaugh, your former coach, above Tom Coughlin, your former coach, above... Is he better than Parcells? Both have two. He would have a third. Yeah, but I, I don't. I look at Parcells as more of an '80s and '90s coach, even though he coached me in the 2000s. I think Andy. I agree with I you. I think of Andy Reid as eras. more of a 2000. Yeah, it's a different era. Okay. You know what I mean? Their primes were in different eras. I just want to illuminate the greatness of Andy Reid. Is there anyone else that I'm missing that we would say so above? So, in the 2000s, coaches like coaches like NFL head coaches that coached throughout the 2000s. Mm-hmm. I think we hit them all, right? I think I think we hit them all. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But again, even no. stating definitively above Mike Tomlin, Hall of Famer, yep. John Harbaugh, Hall of Fame path, um, and then only a Pete Carroll, Hall of Famer, and only second to Bill Belichick. Yeah. By the way, there is one other guy that I would say if he's in the NFL for the next ten to fifteen years is going to enter this conversation, and that's Jim Harbaugh. I would be stunned if he doesn't enter this conversation if he stays in the NFL. Side note. But Andy Reid, number two overall, closer to one than he is three. Closer to one than he is three. I'm asking. Ever? No, no. Of this of the time we're talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. closer to Belichick than he is Tom. Yeah, closer to one yeah, than he is yeah. three, no yeah. doubt. Okay, yeah. so then, again. Because, pro- I mean, think about it. He's won 
100 plus games with two different franchises. Mm-hmm. They like, hey, hey, uh, honey, he's taking two different franchises yeah. to a Super Bowl. Yeah, you've had tremendous success. Like, 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 like that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, yes. <laughs> like, how many conference championship games in Philly? Five? Yeah. He's gone to five conference championship games. Uh, five in a row. Was it five total? I have to look that I up. I think was it's it five? five total, okay. but he's gone to five total. I think it was four in a row, something like that. Okay. And then he's gone to, what, six conference championship games with the Chiefs? Like, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, made the playoffs prior to Mahomes in Kansas City, oh, yeah, did he not? Okay, yeah, he with did. Alex he Smith? Did. Yeah, he yeah. Did. yeah, a couple of seasons. So, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's, a, there's a vast body of work that you would point to and say, this guy's been doing it at a high level for a really long time across multiple stops in the NFL. Five total in Philly, four in a row. Yep. Um, the, lost the Giants, the one before that, in the divisional game in 2000. But he made, the, he made the playoffs from 2000 to 04 with the uh, Eagles. That was starting in his second year overall. Then one year in 05, they didn't. 06 made the playoffs. 07, 08, and 08 did not. Then nine, 08, 9, 10 made the playoffs. Wow. Didn't his final two years. Gets fired. Goes to Kansas City. Starts in 2013. 11 and 5, which would, is Prima Homes. No playoffs at 9 and 7. 11 and 5 playoffs. 12 and 4 playoffs. 10 and 6 playoffs before Mahomes even gets there. Mm-hmm. He made the playoffs four or five years in Kansas City before Mahomes. If I'm getting this right, Nuno, Pat, Javante, please double check for me on this. Four or five years in Kansas City before Mahomes got there. And the one year they didn't make the playoffs, they still had a winning record at 9-7. and seven. Yeah. He has never had a losing record in Kansas City, and his worst record was two games over 500. Yeah, he's underrated. Big time underrated. He's underrated. He's underrated. I'm just just thinking about how Eagles fans feel now with Nick Sirianni as their head coach and seeing Andy Reid have this kind of success. I asked Pat, but I can't be confident that he's there. I know you never want to see your ex do better with the next, but I mean, I mean, damn. Like, like this is like Travis Kelsey with Taylor Swift. Like that's kind of that's kind of how this is going. Andy Reid with Patrick Mahomes. You're having to watch him have a lot of success right. and be really happy yeah, elsewhere. Right, right. So Pat wear Hawaiian shirts, eating cheeseburgers, <laughs> collecting rings, <laughs> laughing. He's having a great time. He's like no, bat- no batteries like getting thrown at him. Rings. <laughs> I love it. Pat Costello, Eagles fan. Hopefully you're there. Hello. How do the Eagles <laughs> fans feel about Andy Reid? The Eagles fans still love Andy Reid, man. Oh, I mean, they, they're root for Andy Reid, just not the rest of the Chiefs. So if somehow Andy Reid can win and the rest of the Chiefs lose, that would be ideal. So do, do you want Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs to win on Sunday? I'm just uh, asking. That's a big negative. <laughs> so how, do you, how, do you, how do you how do you love Andy Reid and say yeah, but we don't want him to win because we didn't have any bad blood towards Andy Reid. It, it was just his oh, time was whoa, done whoa, in Philly. Whoa. See, that, that's you say you didn't have any bad blood, but you had the pitchforks out and wanted to run him out of town after twenty. Yeah, it, it was just time for the. It was it was, it, was time. it had run its course. It was uh, over. How was it? T- but I guess that's the point. How was it time when we still see that he was a good coach and a good evaluator of talent? That's well, the part I don't understand. Certainly was time for him because he moved on to a better place. No, he obviously. moved on and good for him. I'm yeah. happy for him, but I don't understand how you could say it's his time and, and and be, I don't know, resolute in that. Sometimes it's just how- over, man. Sometimes it's just you run your course in a place, and he had run his course in Philly. We knew he was still a great coach, and he could be great somewhere else, so it wasn't like a huge shock that he went to Kansas City and was really good still. you know. No, you didn't think that it was going to be this, though. Well, nobody did. That, I guess that's the <laughs> well, point. So it's like the question is, it. you're saying it's run its course. Maybe it was the Philadelphia Eagles organization holding him back. I mean, we won a Super Bowl after he left, so I think it was fine. 
Okay. He won right. two you and maybe I mean, you could, you could say you won a Super Bowl in spite of yourselves and not because of anything that you did. I'm just, well, the, just the, other, the other thing that I think is similar with this is Andy Reid's Philadelphia career, I think, is similar to Kyle Shanahan's San Francisco career. And what I mean by that is what Andy Reid has done is pushed the Philadelphia career to the second line of the resume. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan's career right now, the reason that Jeff Saturday came in here before in the 7 a.m. Eastern hour, go back on the podcast and listen, and said that there's more pressure on Kyle Shanahan than anyone else is because the top line of the resume is a Super Bowl loss in 28-3 blown lead. Sure. You win on Sunday, that goes to the second line. Right, and now it's Super Bowl win. And oh, by the way, he got to the Super Bowl as a head coach. We don't care that he lost anymore. Yeah, and he got to the Super Bowl as an offensive coordinator. We don't even care that he blew the lead because he won a Super Bowl. Yeah, and that's what happens with Andy Reid. Here is we don't look at five NFC Championship games, one win, one Super Bowl loss anymore as the only thing. It's he's the Chiefs coach, and oh, by the way, for those young fans, do you know that he also coached the Eagles and got to a Super Bowl there yeah. and was 130-93-1? and Because that's now the second line of the resume. That's what Kyle Shanahan has a chance to do. Because if he doesn't win on Sunday, the top line are big game losses. Adam Schefter next. We're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Super Bowl 58 on Sunday. All of our coverage on ESPN, of course, all day long. Each and every day, media night last night. And joining us now, I wonder if his breakfast is the same on the road now that I think about it. Adam Schefter's appearance is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp makes it easy to match with a licensed therapist. Get 10% off of your first month of online therapy at B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash Adam. We got a full breakdown of Schefter's breakfast last week. Is it the same when you travel? Adam, do you bring the yogurt and everything with you? No, I'm not that obsessive, although I have worked with people who used to do that. Nor they, I know that when we get on the road, one of their very first stops would be at a supermarket or something like that to stock up on the things that they'd regularly eat. I, I, I don't do that. I, you know, to me, you're, you're on the road. You, you live dangerously. You live wild, and you live unpredictably. <laughs> well done, Chef. All right, let's start with this. What's going on with the Niners' practice facility? Well, they showed up there yesterday, and, and they really were not pleased about it. And 
And what happened was the league placed sod on top of the field turf last week, and uh, the Niners felt like there were seams in the turf. They felt like it was like practicing on a sponge. Um, and so they they complained to the league, and, and the league's like, hey, it meets the standards. The league wasn't happy, you know, that they were unhappy, but not a lot you could do. And so they practiced yesterday. They're off today. They're going to do a walkthrough on that field Wednesday, and they haven't decided how they're going to approach Thursday yet. Uh, Thursday would be their big, full practice before Super Bowl 58. And so one of the options that was discussed yesterday was whether the league would step in and have the Niners practice at the Raiders facility, which is where the Chiefs are all week. The Niners are at UNLV, and and they were quick to point out that this had nothing to do with UNLV. UNLV has been a great host, um, that the league is in charge of these fields, and basically the leagues, by the league's rules, uh, Super Bowl practice fields have to meet certain standards and thresholds in December. And so uh, they were still working on this field, and the Niners aren't happy about it, and so they got through practice yesterday okay, not going to practice today, walk through Wednesday, and then they'll determine or decide whether they want to use that field or not Thursday. Uh, and if they don't, then it becomes a little interesting. Chef, the story that developed over the weekend was the commanders hiring Cliff Kingsbury. Now the reports were out there last Friday that the Raiders seemed poised to hire him as their offensive coordinator, but the commander swooped in at the 11th hour. Can you tell us more about that, how that situation evolved and what the implications are uh, with the upcoming draft with Cliff Kingsbury being the OC in Washington? You know, what happened, it's interesting because I think it shines a light on the way that the world moves right now and the way we observe and consume information. Um, Cliff Kingsbury and the Raiders reached agreement on a deal, basically, or they, they reached agreement on the fact that they both wanted to move forward together. The problem became when they went to execute a contract and they couldn't dis and they couldn't agree on the length of the contract. Now, most coaches around the league, the assistants who are being hired are being given three year deals and the Raiders were unwilling to give Cliff Kingsbury a three-year deal, especially at a time when he's already got, I believe, two years left on the Cardinals contract that he signed, and the Cardinals are paying him. So he wanted an additional year, um, added security, revenue, and the Raiders were like, well, we haven't done that for people, and we're not going to do that. And when he didn't do that, he made some calls and found that the Washington commanders were willing to do that. And so a story that became that the Raiders are expected to hire Cliff Kingsbury, which they were, went out the window, and it became Cliff Kingsbury was then expected to become the Washington Commanders' offensive coordinator. And again, last Thursday, I believe it was, there were stories that the Commanders were hiring Dan Quinn. You'll notice the deal was not signed until, I think, Saturday or Sunday. And then all of a sudden, the social media team from the Commanders tweeted out the news, welcome Coach Quinn. Well, they welcomed them 20, you know, 48, 72 hours after the initial stories. Well, the initial stories, as is the case, that's why the language is always important. Like in free agency, you, you may see people say, reporters say, oh, this player plans to sign with Baltimore. But plans sometimes change. 
And they do. And, and we've seen reversals, um, like with Cliff Kingsbury, like in free agency, it happens. It seems like there's one guy every year that is expected to sign somewhere, plan to sign somewhere. Then for whatever reason, it bogs down or there's a team that steps up. And so Cliff opted for the added time in Washington, which leads us to the next question. Okay. Again, the NFL script writers working overtime here. <laughs> yes. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury was the offensive coordinator at USC where he coached Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams played high school football in Washington. Washington has the number two pick in the draft. One slot behind Chicago, who's got all sorts of quarterback questions. Are they trading Justin Fields? Are they keeping the pick? Are they taking Caleb Williams? Now, my understanding is that the Bears would take Caleb Williams. And I don't think that there's a quarterback that they view in his class. I don't think that they prefer Drake May or Jaden Daniels or any other quarterback that you want to put up there. So the question is, does Ken Wood Washington put together a package to make it enticing enough to Chicago to trade out a one? Now, I would say this, that I think it's going to be tough, very tough. And I don't know that it's going to happen, but we've got weeks and months. Uh, we, we have not seen Caleb Williams weigh in on the subject and exert his will if he's going to do that. Now, again, he doesn't have an agent, and we've seen players do deals without agents like Lamar Jackson and do perfectly fine. But this is a spot sometimes. Uh, and I know you've been in a couple of these situations, Chris, probably where an agent sometimes is a good thing, like right now. And so if all of a sudden we hear at some point in this process that Caleb Williams has hired an agent, well, that might provide some sort of insight that maybe he may try to force the issue, or he might not. We don't know. We don't know what he's going to do. If he doesn't, uh, I think Chicago, my guess would be today, uh, two and a half months out of the process, three months out of the process, whatever we have, my guess is Chicago would just stay where they are. And they would draft the guy that I'm sure the commanders would love to get it to, to bring home. Um, now we see whether the commanders and Caleb Williams can do anything to change the minds of the Chicago Bears, who last year traded the number one overall pick for a haul of picks that included this pick. So they're sitting on another haul if that's what they want to do. But there are people that regard Caleb Williams as a generational talent too. So again, uh, thank you, script writers. Uh, they've provided your show, many shows like this, much content to come uh, for the weeks ahead. Adam, another ripple effect from this Cliff Kingsbury hire is Eric Bieniemy, And I know new commanders head coach Dan Quinn said that Eric Bieniemy will not return to Washington staff. Are mm-hmm. you are you hearing anything about what could potentially be next for Eric Bieniemy? Yeah, I believe Eric Bieniemy will uh, have a home in the NFL this season. Um you know, the thing that, that's interesting there is, again, uh, there have been people that have thrown out there, right or wrong, it's speculative, I got it. Uh, you know, if the Chiefs were to win on Sunday, could, would Andy Reid walk from the from the sideline? And if he did, would then Eric Enemy be in play there? Like, could that be something that's hanging out there? Um, I think there are definitely other teams that have and will continue to look at Eric Enemy. I'm confident that Eric Bannemi is going to be working in 2024. And I think he's still sifting through the opportunities and figuring out where he wants to go. Uh, And we'll see how that works out. 
Adam Schefter joins us each and every week, brought to us by BetterHelp. His podcast available, latest guest Tracy Wolfson on there, and of course, part of all of ESPN's Super Bowl coverage. Thank you, Schefter. We appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great week, everybody. Enjoy the game. You too. Adam Schefter is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp makes it easy to match with a licensed therapist. Get 10% off of your first month of online therapy at B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash Adam. I'll tell you something. My takeaway from that, personally, is that we should not go too crazy on reading into Caleb Williams joining Cliff Kingsbury because that sounds like Cliff Kingsbury's first choice really was to go to the Raiders. They didn't have any choice. They didn't give him the contract. That yeah. he was That's right. Yeah. It wasn't like, hey, we got to get this guy so we get Caleb Williams. It was Cliff Kingsbury saying, wait a minute, if I'm going to be in the NFL and I'm going to have money and a contract passed when the Cardinals are going to pay me, where am I going to go? I need a home, and he found a home. This doesn't seem like some, as he said, scriptwriter Caleb Williams conversation. Coming up, Roger Goodell on relationships in Hollywood. Next, it's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. But first, CeCe has this from Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Oh, I guess we're supposed to talk. We got Taylor Swift going. I'm bobbing my head. <laughs> CC over at Get Up. This isn't even my favorite Taylor Swift song, but it's still a bop. What's the top three Taylor Swift songs? Or what are they? Was that English? Top three for me? Mm-hmm. I would All time. S- I would say Ready For It. Okay. Love, really? Love Ready For It. All right. Yeah. Okay. I would say, uh, what's the one she does with Bon Iver? I'm sorry. Yeah, that's unbelievable. It's on the Exile album. I, or is it called? It's called Exile. It's on the Folklore album. <laughs> Who are you asking? <laughs> because if, if I'm the person you're asking, we have a problem here. Okay, so that's your, th- that one, the Boney Bar. And then Cruel whatever. Summer. Boney Vare? You don't know Boney Vare? Uh, not, not oh, man. Get yeah. with the times, Evan. Jeez. Um, I'll send you some literature. I'll send you some tunes, some Boney Vare tunes. Okay. Um, and then I would say Cruel Summer. 
So good. I'm very, ever since Sunday Night Football, Welcome to New York. I love that song. I never knew that before that oh, song when they used so it in the Sunday Night Football intro, intro. Cruel Summer, I'm fascinated by because that was, that's not new, right? No. But it it's on radio as if it's new. Because it's a bop. I know, but it, like I feel like it wasn't as big it was when it just came two out. Two albums ago, I'm not a, a bona fide Swifty, so I, I apologize to my Swifties in advance. I well, don't know no, the discography. You brought this upon yourself because Jovante played a song, and you did not think it was the proper Taylor Swift song. No, to play. I said it's not my favorite, but it's still a bop, and okay. that's kind of the brilliance of Taylor Swift is it doesn't have to even be in your power rankings, but you're still going to bop along to it. All right. Well, that's yesterday, yesterday, Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, during his state of the NFL uh, address with the media pre Super Bowl was asked about the Taylor Swift effect with the league. Having the Taylor Swift effect is also a positive. Listen, they're both Travis and Taylor are wonderful young people. They seem very happy. She knows great entertainment, and I think that's why she loves NFL football. But I think it's great to have um, have her a part of it. Uh, obviously, it, it creates a buzz. It creates uh, a, another group of young fans, particularly young women, that um, are interested in seeing why is she going to this game? Why is she interested in this game? Besides Travis, she is a football fan, and I think that's great for us. Okay, I understand why he had to do this yesterday. That had to be odd for him because in its simplest terms, he's the commissioner of the league, and he's commenting on a player's personal relationship, like their love life. That's weird to me in general. Yeah, but she's so far beyond that. She's she's not your typical wag. You know what I mean? She is a global superstar. I get it. I get why. But and, I, it has to be weird. And more than anything, I think it's a relevant question because she has generated herself just by showing up to support her boyfriend over $300 million worth of brand awareness for the league. So it actually is a relevant business question to ask the commissioner about the impact that Taylor Swift has had on his product. But how many people are sitting there right now thinking like, wait, what if like the employer asked me about my relationship with my significant other and how I like, had to comment on that? Like when I started ESPN in September, the person that we report to, all right, Justin Craig, I've known forever. Mm-hmm. One of the first things he said to me was, I need to exchange numbers with your wife. I said, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what do you mean you need to exchange numbers with my wife? Yeah. That has nothing to do with you. And he's looking at me like I'm I'm crazy because his intentions were so exactly what somebody that would care would be. It's like, hey, if God forbid you oversleep, if there's an accident, if something happens, it is my job to look out for everybody out yeah, there. Yeah. But the first thing he said to me, I need to exchange numbers with your wife, was a weird thing. So anytime an employer or somebody that runs an organization is commenting on, on people's relationships, it, it just takes me back uh, back a little bit. But this is about the – the bottom line, which is the finances of the NFL. And let's be honest, the NFL's had a hard time relating to and finding that permanent connection with a lot of female fans. And without them even having to try, she brought it to them on a silver platter in the best of ways. She, she, they didn't have to employ her. They didn't have to give her any money. They didn't have to make any deals with her. She's just there supporting someone that she cares about while also enjoying their product. And yeah. because she's had such a significant impact and not only the bottom line, which is the financials of this thing, but in bringing a whole new demographic in, it's wonderful for the league. It's 
she did Goodell's job for him better than he has done it oh, himself no at question. times. No question. And so I, I think while it might be uncomfortable for him to speak on a player's relationship, this is so much more than that. She's transcendent in that way. Here's the crazy part, though. So we're in the makeup room this morning, you and I, with our great makeup hair and makeup team. And we're, we literally were talking about Goodell's comments that he has to, because of her greatness, comment on a player's relationship with their significant other. And two of the three people in the makeup room this morning said, oh, I still don't believe it's real. I'm like, what? Really? There are still people that don't believe this thing is real. Well, I think it's easy to go down that rabbit hole and don that conspiracy theory hat because it is yet again something that has really worked out well for the NFL. We always joke around about the script writers. This feels like a script writer moment. Why don't we take one of the star players on what is potentially a dynastic football team, the reigning champs, and pair him with the biggest global superstar? It feels like something right out of central casting. Yeah, but I'm now in that it's real. Oh, it's I, so I, have, real. I have no Come reason on. to think it's not real. We are on Sportsman like here on ESPN Radio. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you. All right, the other thing that we've been discussing a ton today is the idea of this villain aspect with Patrick Mahomes. And he commented on it with Jeff Darlington of ESPN and that there was this whole, like, is he now the villain or not? And 888-SAY-ESPN is a telephone number to join the show. We've been taking your phone calls on this because I still don't see it. And if you're going to sit there and tell me, hey, this is basically the title tax, that when you're this good, you are able to then be that figure that people are either going to love or hate, that it is part of the title tax, that you're that good and this is the tax you pay. But I keep coming back to Smalls, the idea that he has done nothing to contribute to the villain status and that he should not be looked at that way. And every time I say that, for those watching on ESPNU, Smalls gives me a dirty look. That well, it's I, just a confusing look. What do you mean he hasn't done anything to what contribute? What has he done? He wins. That's all he does. That's, so that's, that's wrong? That's it. That's what is contributing to him being the villain and just because we call someone a villain doesn't mean that they're a bad boy or doesn't mean that they're unlikable but to many fan bases around the NFL Patrick Mahomes is the guy in their way Patrick Mahomes is the reason why they have sports tragedy or sports agony and their team can't get to and or win a Super Bowl it's because he is quite literally the gatekeeper of the AFC. He's been sitting at the top of the mountaintop for, what, six-plus years now? Six years? And that's annoying to a lot of other fan bases. And even though he seems like a great guy and he plays the game with a lot of joy and the cast of characters around him is really likable, I think over time that wears on you. That greatness wears on you. It's jealousy, Evan. It's we I get are it. jealous of how much success you're having and the manner in which you're having that I, success. I totally get it, but I also think these teams should be thankful. I think that the San Francisco 49ers, if they win the Super Bowl on Sunday, their victory is that much sweeter because of the fact they beat Mahomes. If Baltimore had beaten Kansas City, I don't think the Niners' victory is remembered in a way that it is if they beat Mahomes. We look at Brady's two wins against Mahomes as huge. We look at Joe Burrow, your favorite quarterback in the league, non-Mahomes, as a big win because he beat Mahomes. We almost look at that more than we look at the fact that he lost the Rams. Mm-hmm. Like, if you think about uh, Joe Burrow, your guy's career, what's the most significant moment of it? It's almost not even getting to the Super Bowl. It's beating Mahomes in the postseason because nobody does that. The only one who does that is the greatest quarterback of all time. That we don't even, like. I have no recollection of what uh, Burrow's offense did in the Super Bowl against the Rams. None. I know he beat Mahomes to get there, though. 
Right, which is why he's a villain. Because he's Goliath. But that, then you should be thankful then. You need the villains if you're some of these teams out there and fans out there. It's, well, it's, better, for your, it's better for your team. It's it just great is. for sports. It's great for sports when the person who's on top is a little bit unlikable. You know, and David and Goliath were all cheering for David. Nobody's like, you know who's great? Goliath. Great guy. We love him. We're cheering I'm for Goliath. A, a you're Goliath a Goliath guy, guy for uh, Goliath. sure. I, mean, I, don't, I don't need to see David winning. Goliath is where you need to go. I mean... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a Goliath fan. You are. You're very pro-Goliath. Yeah, hashtag Goliath. That's my guy. I'm more of a Goliath guy than a David guy. We're a sportsman like on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. He survived a terrible, terrible moment in our history. The most unsportsmanlike moment of the day. That was terrible. Was not a great look. We will give you our unsportsmanlike moments of the day. Things that are quirky, weird, odd, in and around sports. But first, we have CC's best bet, which I am shocked did not win last night on the second night yeah. of a back-to-back. Kawhi Leonard Kawhi. hit the over. Who, how, how did, who had him going off for 41 points last I night? I didn't realize that Kawhi Leonard was turning into AC Green and starting and trying to start uh, a new record for games played in a row without it's missing wild. one. He's the on? best player in the NBA. That's not even a bold statement anymore. I, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. As great as Jokic is, if you give me a healthy Kawhi and he's going to play in every single game. And play minutes in those games, I'm telling, too. I'm telling you, man, that, that plus 15,000 that was out there a week ago for Kawhi for MVP. I mean, that, that did you get it? Starting to look like a good bet. Starting to look like a good bet. I'm just going to put it out there. Quick but, thing on that before you just add on. So Woj tweeted out something this morning from Stats Williams and Stats and Information. Past 30 games for the Clippers, Kawhi and the Clippers 25-5. and five. He's averaged 26.4 points, 57% from the floor, 51% from three, and 92% from the free throw line. Yeah. The Clippers have a 67% chance, according to our BPI, of having the number one seed in the Western Conference. <laughs> Like it's not like that. Like if Kawhi's gonna play it every game, they gonna have the best record, and he's gonna he's win MVP. Nasty. That's crazy to think about that. All right, so we're back in the association. We're gonna roll with the Minnesota Timberwolves back in action. Uh, I mean, Anthony Edwards has been on one in terms of getting buckets, and so we're gonna go with the Timberwolves kicking off a five-game road trip, starting it in Chicago tonight. So we're going to go Timberwolves on the money line and Anthony Edwards over 24.5 points. We got to get a win because the first two plays of the week haven't necessarily panned out. So we got to get a win, and we're going to roll with this one. This pays out at plus 127. So not a lot of juice, but this is a slump buster because we got to get a win. Okay. All right? All right, let me give you some unsportsmanlike right. moments. We've had a lot of conversation recently about the Knicks, right, and how good they've been, 32-18, and 18, even without some of their best players. Well, there was a stat yesterday that was all over the Internet that went viral that is um, 
a rough one, but it's kind of funny here. Ryan Archidiakono, who's a backup guard on the Knicks. He's part of that Villanova crew with Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart and Dante DiVincenzo. Well, he's the first player in NBA history to play in 20 consecutive games without scoring a single point. He's played, now he plays mop-up duty, but 20, 20 straight games he has played in without registering a single point. Wow. Oh, he's got to become a, some kind of cult hero, right? Do you want him to score or not score if you're a fan? I don't want him to score. Yeah, it's just keep, keep the streak alive. alive. Keep the streak yeah. alive keep the streak for the rest alive. of the Stay season. perfect. This is amazing. <laughs> Stay perfect. Stay perfect. Oh, like he's God. one of us. Like I feel like I can go out there and do that. Mop-up duty? Sure. I can put on the, the jersey and some short shorts and roll around with some Chuck Taylor. We can make it work. We I can, can do it. We can run around. I got it. Yeah. I got it. I, matter of fact, no. Forget about the touch. I wear Clyde's Pumas. Puma Clyde's. I wear some Booba Clyde's out there. I can go out there and give you, what, two minutes of play, no points? Yeah. My, uh, yeah. I think if he scores a point, everybody on his team's like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. He's that, You don't yeah. want him to. He, you shouldn't let him shoot. My sophomore year of don't high school, JV basketball. <laughs> in the NBA. Don't, don't let him shoot. Don't let him shoot. <laughs> JV basketball, sophomore year, I wore number double zero. That was also my points per game average, and I was a starter. Anyway, we continue here. Uh, Jerome Tang is the head coach of Kansas State. His team last night upsets Kansas, and he goes on post game with Scott Van Pelt on SportsCenter and gave a really interesting comp for his team. I told our guys, man, this is uh, it's our movie, right? And we get to either be the victim or we get to be the stars. And, uh, man, I had to revert back to Die Hard and Bruce Willis, right? He could have <laughs> been a victim. The movie wouldn't have been any good, right? Uh-huh. But my man chose to be a star and take on the battle. Okay, so Die Hard. When you think Kansas State beating Kansas, you think Die Hard? Bruce Willis could have been the victim in Die Hard? I mean, I guess. How does that work? I don't know. Don't Isn't much, he the hero? You don't have much of a movie if he ends up being <laughs> yeah. the victim. You want to kill him off right away? What's, yeah. What are we doing the rest of the movie here? That's an odd. Not quite no sure. chance you saw any of the diehards. I knew it. I knew it. You, you as soon as I sent die that in, no there was no doubt no. in my mind. Wow. I, I did know. not have that on the Smalls board. and I were walking out yesterday. And we were talking about like podcasts and movie podcasts. And I said, this is horrible for you. You haven't seen any movie so that you should do a podcast about seeing movies for the first time. Because you, you've you, like, there's nothing. I'm bad. I think you may be worse in terms of the movies you've seen. Oh, I'm definitely worse. You list movies multiple times a week that I've never seen. Die Hard. Made a re- I know there. people have the debate about, is it's it a Christmas, Christmas movie? It's a Christmas yeah, movie. Yeah, but I don't know. Die I Hard is a Christmas movie, though. It is. Uh, let me just update something. Woj just tweeted something out here. Uh, 76-year star Joel Embiid underwent a left meniscus procedure on Tuesday, today, and we uh, will be reevaluated in approximately four weeks. CC, translate that from all your years in the league when you're yeah, reevaluated they, in four they, weeks. They can reevaluate him, but I think they're just trying to get a prognosis on whether or not the surgery repaired the injured area of the knee. And with the meniscus is essentially the shock absorber for the body, right? All of the pounding that you take running up and down the court. We're talking about somebody that's seven feet tall and over 300 pounds. So I think this is going to be a slow roll in terms of his return back to sport, which is why as the Sixers put him in bubble wrap and put him on the shelf for the remainder of the season in the playoffs. Like this is not a year where you're going to be going for it because even if he does come back at the end of the regular season or in the playoffs, he's not going to be in game shape. Yeah. And you're subjecting him to further injury because of how the game intensifies once we get to the postseason. So I just I think this is a situation where Philly has to take a long range view with this thing, protect Joel Embiid, 
and then make sure that you put the pieces in place so that you can put players around him going into next year that can take advantage of the prime of his career. They're 4-11 and in games he has not played this year. Not great. Um, Indiana is four games back in the loss, same as Orlando. Miami is five games back in the loss column. If they drop – they're the five seed, they being Philadelphia right now. If they drop past the sixth seed – in the seven range to 10, they're obviously in the play in there. So something to keep an eye on, obviously, with Joel Embiid. But four weeks reevaluation after the surgery today. I mentioned Kansas State. I got another one for Kansas State for right. unsportsmanlike moment. So a guy on their team last night had like a blood stain on his jersey. It happens all the time. Probably happened to you a million times. The trainer comes on the court or the equipment guy and is squirting some sort of substance on it and immediately wipes it off it where you like, don't even see it. It looks like whiteout. It's but so, like the internet was blowing up on this because nobody knows what this substance is. Yeah. But it immediately <laughs> eliminated it's like a magic the stain. Eraser I have no idea what out. that is. But I gotta imagine it's like the stuff that they put in the Tide pen, right? <laughs> With a little bit of sanitizer in there to clean it off. Yeah, maybe he just instead of using the pen, they squirt it out. They, they yeah, have more exactly, liquid in exa- it. Exactly. Maybe, maybe it's something like I have no idea what it is. But, I mean, that's great advertising for whoever produces well, that stuff. It's yeah. actually it's not gr- great advertising because we don't know who did it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> they it's need to put their logo no, on it. Whoever does it. Right, though, we got to yeah. find that out. Whoever does it. Like, yeah. whatever product They're blowing that, up now. Whatever product that is, whoever makes it. <laughs> You're about that, to make millions. That is great advertising yeah. for it. Exactly. Yeah. Trust me, on some of my hoodies, I'd like that, including the one I have on today. I need that, whatever that substance is. Now, final thing on Sportsmanlike Moment of the Day. Uh, your former teammate, Eli Manning. Yeah. <laughs> He's done a lot of great things, including win two Super Bowls, right? Mm-hmm. You could probably spend all four hours of our show talking about how great Eli is and yes. how appreciative you are of him yes. as a teammate. What about his rapping? Uh, not so great. Well, let's find out more about his rapping. Here we go. Are you ready? Are you ready? Go ahead, Ephesians. I'm Eli Manning. I'm nice. Tom Brady's the GOAT. Sight! I beat him twice! How are we going to grade Eli in his rapping? Oh, that's a 10. That's a freaking 10. 10 of 10. He's got bars. He's got punchlines. He All got right. punchlines. And he's got the bravado. Hold me back. Hold me <laughs> the, back. The rap scale of me attempting to rap to Jay-Z, where is he closer to here? Uh, I'm going to say he's closer to Jay-Z. Really? Yeah, that probably mm. says a lot about my my confidence in your ability to mm. rap. Got it. Put it Smalls, put that out there. closer to me rapping or Jay-Z there for Eli? I think closer to Jay-Z because he's got bars. I mean, that's and a memorable. And he's got rings. He's and got he's, the jewelry, he's, right? He's got the juice. He's got the juice. Yeah. He's got the juice. Does that make teammates love him or think he's a weirdo? No, like, that makes teammates love him. But that's who he is behind the scenes. Fun like that. That is just Eli. That is fun Eli. Of all the time. Exactly. Self-deprecating, like having fun with his guys, constantly pulling pranks on the offensive lineman. That's who Eli Manning is. But you don't get that because he's buttoned up in the Zania suits at the post-game press conference. You don't think that that's Eli Manning. But that is who Eli Manning is behind the scenes. Uh, one quick update. We'll just tweet it again. How Embiid's recovery goes over the next few weeks will be paramount. But there continues to be a belief that the door isn't closed on the possibility of the reigning MVP's return this season. Sources tell ESPN. You would say to those sources, shut them down, I assume. Yeah, and that's more for the locker room than it is for Joel Embiid or anybody else. Like mm-hmm. I think they, they're trying to keep hope alive for this season so the, the team doesn't tank yeah but it's over for the Sixers they ain't winning no title this year it ain't gonna happen well that is definitely clear I would agree with you on that one for sure uh we are on to a Wednesday Greeny coming up next we are on Sportsman Like presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio
Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.